out into this world, this world, tiny little thing before it's time. And a God for what girl? Yes, tiny little girl into this, out into this before her time. God forsaken whole, called, called, no matter. Parents unknown, unheard of. He having vanished thin air, no sooner buttoned up his breeches. She similarly, eight months later, almost to the tick. So no love, spare that. No love as... Welcome to Up is Down, Left is Right, a Theater Jones podcast sponsored by Republic of Texas Insurance. Republic of Texas Insurance has insurance packages specifically for actors, performers, theater professionals, jugglers, whatever your entertainment profession. You can check them out at repubtxinsurance.com backslash arts. Today we have Susan Sargent of Wingspan Theater, and you just heard her uh sample of her upcoming performance of Not I by Samuel Beckett. Susan, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Brian, for having me. I'm excited. So you've got coming up uh, two by Beckett, Footfalls and Not I, October 3rd through 19th at the Bathhouse Cultural Arts Center. Uh, What drew you to the work of Beckett? Why did you want to put these two shows on? Several reasons. Wingspan Theatre Company has a mission statement of plays for, by, or about women. Now, obviously, Samuel Beckett is not female. He's not a female playwright. But these particular plays, Footfalls and also Not I, are solo performances by women. Myself and Not I and Jennifer Kenzer in Footfalls. So that was the main reason. Plus, I am a fan of Samuel Beckett. I have also directed uh, Happy Days in 2013 as a main stage production and also play at the Festival of Independent Theaters in 2016. You know, I love Beckett. I love his language. And I really want to get through the canon of plays that feature women. I've got one left, and that's called (laughs) Come and Go. (laughs) So this is this is the canon of Beckett plays featuring women. That's is, it. I mean, okay. play play actually had two women and one male, but it was really driven by the women, you know. So I, I could kind of say, okay, males in it, but the women are predominant. Very interesting. Uh, so tell us a little bit about this kind of history of wingspan theater, and and your kind of history with Beckett. Okay. Well, Wingspan was formed in 1997. I was with another company before Wingspan called New Horizons Theater Company, and I was there for six years as the artistic associate. That artistic director decided that, you know, Beverly Jacob Daniel, that she just didn't want to do theater anymore or run an independent company. And I wasn't quite done yet. So I went ahead and formed Wingspan Theater Company in 1997. My aesthetic has changed through the years, you know, obviously, as I've grown as an artist over the past 22 years. Um, at the same time, that was interesting in my career, um, in my early 40s, I was also formulating myself as a, a director, you know, so that became like a by road. I mean, I was traveling two highways at once, actor and director both. And my taste bud wasn't exactly the taste bud of New Horizons Theater Company. It was as far as female focus was concerned, but I love language. So there's none better than Samuel Beckett if you want to be challenged by language and have some provocative thinking going on. I I feel like, you know, I've I've never directed, um, and and, and directing Beckett seems an especially um, big lift. How, how does directing a Beckett play kind of differ from directing other, other writers? Well, 
I think the thing you need to understand about Samuel Beckett, at the core of him, he started studying piano when he was five years old. And if you understand that there is a distinct musicality and rhythm and music to his work and language, that is the key that opens the gate. That goes for any of his plays, not just these. I mean, Waiting for Gado, I mean, all of them, etc. They have that sense of musicality. And one thing you have to learn as a director and as an actor, that there is a certain framework that you have to work within. It's not like approaching a contemporary play where you, you know, you walk over to a kitchen table, say, hey, I have a cup of coffee. Would you like one? I mean, it's just not that kind of work. It's very structured. And you have to have that type of discipline, not only as a director, but you also have to have it, especially as an actor, to work within that. Um, I think if you try and, as I call it, bend Beckett too much, you're going you're gonna to be on a slippery slope. I mean, you just have to really pay attention to his meter and what he's trying to say at the core, because you are thus informed when you walk in, when you work within that meter. So that has to be a very difficult balance as an actor to kind of have this highly structured, um, very lyrical um, type of uh, language. And how do you keep mm -hmm. yourself and your other actors from overthinking when they're playing Beckett? That's the big thing. Um, I'm directing Jennifer Kenzer in Footfalls, and Jennifer is a very talented actress. Um, she's never done Beckett before. So what Jennifer has learned is the structure in which that you can't embellish too much. You have to let the language lead you always. Let the music and rhythm lead you, and that the objective, my objective as the director is leading her to that. What's too much? What's too little? What's not enough? And then in her particular piece in Footfalls, there's a, you know, there's a physicality of footsteps, nine paces, nine paces, nine paces, you know, so you have to, and then the embodiment of the duality of her character, which is mother and daughter. So, you know, how do we balance that and keep it clear, but also chilling for the audience? So you've directed, you know, a decent amount of Beckett, you've acted in Beckett. Do you find that there's a certain type of actor that is attracted to and it excels in Beckett plays. Yes, this is my first time actually acting in Beckett. Not I as my first acting endeavor. Uh, but in answer to your question, indeed, I think actors who, first of all, want to investigate the mind and the divided self, I think that's really important because it's extremely demanding. You need a disciplined actor, someone who has conquered classical text, has been involved in classical text, and understands the nature of the beast, and is not afraid to take it on, because if you're shy, or, you know, you're going you're gonna to be lost on the slippery slope on what's required, you have to be able to say, I'm going to stand there, and I'm going to tackle this thing, and I'm going to do it, and it's, it's, it's interesting, because in Not I, I'm in a shroud and it's just my mouth. So therefore, it's my brain. I'm cueing myself. My characters are internal and in my brain, everything that's happening. So it's a different task. With Jennifer's play in Footfalls, she's dealing with a split duality of mother and daughter. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's interesting when, we, when, when you talk about the kind of duality of man. 
in, in footfalls, especially. Um, and, you know, the idea that not I is, is just your mouth and what's going on in your brain. Um, you know, something that you hear a lot in, um, you know, the acting profession is this idea of trying to figure out what the character wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like in uh, footfalls in, you know, something like waiting for Godot that you're not really sure <laughs> as an audience member and maybe oh. as an actor. I think Beckett's plays are taxing and they're so precise in their precision. The language is so precise and it's also greatly ambiguous. I mean, it's up to you to figure in what that gray area is that Beckett is speaking to. And that can truly be um, your own, what's going on with you? You know, what's, what is it? Because Beckett is journey to self. Uh, Martin Eslin's book is titled The Beckett Chapter, which is Theater of the Absurd, is Beckett is Journey to Self. And understanding and knowing Beckett, what I've read about Beckett, I think that's true. He was always asking a big question, who am I? And both of these pieces, both Footfalls and Not I, both deal with who am I? Because both of the women were like begotten as far as the way they were born and brought into the world. So therefore, they're constantly searching for what's the glue? How do I get to the next level? How do I pass to the light? How do I ascend myself? So it's it's interesting to me, and I'd love to hear your opinion on, on this, is is why is Beckett popular? <laughs> and, you know, you, you, like you and I are, are, I think, both drawn to Beckett. Um, and a lot of people are drawn to Beckett, but it seems so far outside of what is generally popular um, with audiences. It's, you know, it's not, there's not a lot of big dance numbers, uh, you know, <laughs> and it, and, and it, you know, the author's name doesn't rhyme with William uh, Wakespeare. So right. like what, why is it that, that Beckett in this kind of theater of absurd and asking these big philosophical questions, how the heck did does how the heck does he keep getting put on and how the heck do audiences keep coming in right i think from an uh from an artist's point of view from an actor or director's point point of view i mean it's so much about the the challenge that beckett gives you you know the things you have to hurdle you know in order to get there it makes you a better artist that's i think one of the reasons why actors love it so much it's juicy 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 and he's a fierce chronicler of the human condition I mean, he really, you know, investigates it. It might be off-putting, it's confronting, but at the same time, I mean, when I'm voicing through, not I, I mean, it's not the type of performance, I mean, it's, it's like you're singing a song, it's like you're conducting, but at the same time, there are moments when I'm in a different place and then you're in a different place. It's deeply, for me, cathartic. And that's how I feel about it. The words and the rhythm and the music just work on you after a while. And after the audience kind of gets over maybe an, um, an uncomfortable, what is this type of feeling, then they get sucked into the void and the vortex. And, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, wow, that's me here. That's me there. Uh, he really is able to capture that, not only in these plays, but I think in the world of his plays. That's very interesting. And, and, and that makes sense from a performer standpoint. Um, you know, what, what though, 
what do you think the, I'd like you to talk a little bit more about, you know, what, what the audience gets from a Beckett play. You know, you talked about this contradiction, you talked about this knowing um, yourself, but what, what, describe to me what you think is going through the audience's head. as Sure. They're- I'm, I'm going to voice it in this day and age, because Beckett was writing at a time when, you know, theater and language was, you know, ever present. Now in this day and age with all the AI and, you know, everything's in speak and, you know, everything's clipped and we have emojis and all of that. I mean, language is, I believe, the great balance of, you know, what we have left and how we can communicate and connect ourselves to the human condition. That's theater. Um, What does the audience get? I believe that they're taken on a ride and they don't even know why. I've had audience members come up to me after Beckett plays and go, I didn't understand that. And I said, well, what do you think? That's the big word. What do you think it was about? And then here comes a stream, their own little stream of consciousness over what they got from the play. And I said, Beckett would answer you accordingly. He would nod and say, well done. He would not give you an opinion on whether it was right or wrong because he wants you to come up with it yourself. And I think there, that's why Beckett fascinates people because it forces us into the deep gray matter. Whereas we're looking for nowadays often entertainment, escapism, and that's wonderful. But I look at Beckett as its own brand of escapism because it brings you back to the primary things that are important and universal for all of us, which is our humanity and our our struggles. The thing about Beckett, as you know, I mean, we all struggle in life in different phases of our life. How we must go on. Can't go on. I will go on. And then at the same time, it's survival. It's his characters always survive. And we as human beings on the planet and going through life, that's what we're doing. We're surviving in so many ways, day by day, up and down, day by day. I really like what you said about, you know, Beckett asking questions through his plays and then, you know, the the imaginary conversation between, uh, you know, Beckett and an audience member of him asking, what do you think? I, yeah. I, I'm reminded of an interview he gave, um, you know, after kind of waiting for Godot became wildly popular and he you know, had to do the press, you know, kind of circuit. Um, yeah. and, a, and, a, and a journalist asked him, you know, or a journalist said, you know, the... Um, uh, waiting for Godot seems to be very much a commentary on the on the triumvirate. Um, you know, it seems to be a commentary on God. And Beckett's reply was, "I've heard that said." <laughs> exactly, and I mean, he was raised Anglican. He was not Irish Catholic, which is interesting since he was from the Dublin area. Um, but in his plays, especially Godot, but also in Footfalls and in Not I, there is. Christians in mythology in both of them. Jennifer's show in Footfalls, we talk about even song and vespers. And she goes into in the name of the Father, da, da, the end of even song. And then in mine, I go back to a prayer three times. And it ends with the prayer, which to me is yes, it's the circle of, you know, going back, purgatory, circle, circle, Beckett, but it's also my character's element of hope and elevation. <laughs> Yeah, this is, um, it, it, they're fascinating plays and Beckett is, is a fascinating character. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the plays. 
Um, for just to remind our audience, it is October 3rd through the 19th, coming up soon at the Bathhouse uh, Cultural Center. Uh, Susan, thank you so much for being on the pod. You know, this is this is our first pod, so you, uh, you are uh, helping us launch this thing. And I, I couldn't think of a, a more fitting first uh, interviewee to have on the show. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Brian. I sure enjoy talking with you about Samuel Beckett. <laughs>